even the college experience has norms that people expect being in person and being in big groups of people, but also recognizing that might not feel exactly how it used to feel. And that if it's not feeling that way for you, that's okay. And you're not alone. Welcome to Unlocking College Life. Real talk about all things college. The best part of this podcast is that your voice is part of the show. Other students care what you have to say. So through your questions, your feedback, and your real talk, we all grow together. Let's dive in with your hosts, Joy and Alona. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unlocking College Life. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the concept of transitions and uncertainty. And we know that you are back at camp at campus. And we know also that sometimes the transition to going back to anything, it's actually the lead up to it that can often feel tense and sort of like ridden with anxious thoughts and what's going to happen. And that uncertainty can really play a role in us sort of doubting ourselves, doubting what's going to happen. And so we do want to talk a little bit about what those feelings can bring up for folks. Now that you're back on campus, wondering, how is it feeling for you? What are you noticing? We've been sort of thinking a lot about the idea that we had this sense of going back to normal. And I think a lot of us are really recognizing that like normal really isn't anymore. And even the college experience has norms that people expect being in person and being in big groups of people, but also recognizing that might not feel exactly how it used to feel. And that if it's not feeling that way for you, that's okay. And you're not alone. It's been quite interesting to observe some of the events on campus and folks having different reactions and maybe the initial hesitation, really no matter where sort of you fell with COVID prior to this return. So it's really fair to say that the reaction has been mixed. And we just want to really normalize that wherever you are is perfectly fine. It is a whole new normal that we are returning from. And then again, sort of trying to create these days. And there's definitely a lot going on. And I think it would be sort of unrealistic to think that we didn't all re-enter or are not re-entering with some level of anxiety. It's just different. And we don't know really fully or didn't know what to anticipate and how that's going to go. So this new year, it has a whole new meaning on college campuses. It, it really is new in many different ways. And what comes to my mind, Joy, is that there are also folks who are on campus for the first time and they may mm-hmm. not even be fresh person, right? They might have spent the whole year last year away from campus. So truly such a gamut, such a range of reactions that folks are probably still having, and it will continue to develop. And I think part of our hope with this podcast is that you'll tell us, right? Like we're not here to tell you. And I have talked with a number of students for years, really, about this idea that there's sort of like unspoken or like reinforced shoulds about what can happen in those first like six to eight weeks, which is that you'll find your closest friends right away and you'll figure out campus. And just to sort of demystify that a little bit, that sometimes that's really not what's happening. And it may be that you hear those stories here and there. But I think especially now coming back, sort of speaking to what Alona said, is that there's lots of folks who are really still in the midst of this transition. It's not like once you show up on campus, okay, we transitioned, it's over, we're back, right? It's 
we're still in it. And actually, I think a lot of times we have delayed reactions to things. And so it can be really normal for some students. Absolutely. I have students who are saying, thank goodness, we're back. I am so glad. I actually, for one of the classes I teach, I had said, oh man, like it was like really rainy one day. And I said, well, shoot, if it's a really bad weather day or if it's like a blizzard, maybe we could just be on Zoom. Like, let's use our technology. And she was like, please don't do that. <laughs> she was like, no, I've been waiting so long to come back. Right. That's mm -hmm. one voice. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I've also had students say the opposite. I've had them say there were actually some things about Zoom and about being remote that were beneficial. That was lack of travel time. In some cases, reduced social anxiety not being there. Right. Just to notice that we're all still figuring that out. Probably all of us still have the experience of like, is this meeting on Zoom or is it in person? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> And sort of staying in your track and tuning in to really figure out what is it that I need, both right here, right now, and sort of long term, and also appreciating and honoring personal differences, but also even differences within ourselves. I mean, again, one day I might feel like a party and next day I don't. So really remembering there is no one or right way to go make it work for you. And I know that it's super, super unsettling. I mean, we tend to look around and sort of comparison is the color of joy because I may be perfectly fine in my lane. And then I look around and boom, maybe I'm missing out. Then the FOMO kicks in on so many different levels. I may be missing out if I don't go to a party. And maybe I'm also missing out on what my friends are doing at home. And so there can be this endless push and pull of what should be and it just fuels more anxiety. And so there's something that I really want to underscore is just stay in your lane, keep tuning into you. What do you need? What works? And give yourself also space to make sort of perhaps not mistakes or errors, but just like knowing that it will take trial and error for you to actually figure out what does and doesn't work for you. And that will not happen at home. So at times you might have to put yourself in uncomfortable yet hopefully safe situations, but kind of stepping a little bit out of that comfort zone in order to figure that out and give it time. Transitions, I always say they take probably six to 12 months. And so there's really no rush, even though it can feel like, oh my goodness, I'm lagging behind. All my friends are already making groups of friends or are back to friends. And I also, when I reflect on what you were saying, Joy, with the student who just is like, no, we're not going back to Zoom. You know, I think that probably I was going to say twofold, but there are probably a number of layers to that. But remember, right, that especially in the face of traumatic situation, reinstalling a sort of rebuilding some sense of normalcy or going to the things that we know is a coping mechanism. I mean, I see it certainly with children. We try to, in the face of difficulties, crises and such, we try to sort of maintain some normalcy. Some of the things that hopefully stay or we maintain them intact in their life is super important. So I think that this part of it, like wanting to hold on to some normalcy and maybe the pre-COVID normalcy. Right. And sort of those stories we hear about what the college experience is like, I think also relates to that sense of normalcy. So I think we actually are asking you to question what is normalcy, right? But if we go back to sort of the myth of finding friends, for example, like Alona saying, you might see on social media or you might perceive in your environment that everybody has these big groups of friends. And while that might seem the loudest story or the most noticeable story, what we also know is there's a lot unsaid in that space. So number one, 
it might be that if you're seeing lots of parties, you're also not seeing all the students in the library. You're also not seeing the students who are home with family. You're not seeing the students who are just one residence hall room having a great conversation. So you don't see that. It doesn't mean it's not there. And so just to really remember, just because what's out there is maybe what you're seeing more of. It doesn't mean that it's the whole story. I would also say that what we hear over and over from students too is loneliness was an epidemic in the college environment before COVID. And that what often students were talking about loneliness was not literally isolation we experienced in the pandemic, but loneliness amidst the crowd that, yeah, it might look like I have a lot of friends, but those connections might be more shallow, or maybe I don't even really know these people. And we're going to get into this in later episodes. But again, I think uncertainty is sometimes sort of like caught up in this anticipation of am I going to have like the college experience that everyone tells me about? Or do I get to sort of author my own college experience? Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. And I one specific example where I think sort of the loudest story can really show up on college campus is college parties, maybe Greek life party. And those are very visible, very loud in every way. And so it may appear as though everyone is there. Everyone is participating in this. And some of it, even when you talk about some of the myths, I mean, there are all kinds of sort of preconceived notions that we're coming in with, whether you are a freshman or a grad student. I mean, alcohol, for example, is involved in so much on campus. Again, this could be the freshman party and it could be MBA networking event. And the pressure is on, like, should I be there? Am I missing out both on the social element but also networking element and tune in and sort of checking with yourself for your intention. And what do you want to get out of this? And this could even be actually planned for drinking. Like most people will not have a problem having a drink or two to be social, to maybe enjoy with a meal, whatever it might be. But probably none of us really want to end up drunk in a corner of the room. That then defeats the purpose or the intention or purpose of that networking event or event in general. So again, right, does come to what do you want to get out of this and not getting too caught up in what this appears to be, really digging a little bit deeper than that. And so I think we will encourage all of you to also think about what are the values that you're bringing with you to your college experience and what are you really hoping for? And we can explore those. And that might be something that's worth sharing on our Instagram pages. What do you want your college experience to look like and feel like? And it might be slightly different than a year or two ago for a lot of reasons, right? Like there was a lot of things that folks learned over the last year or two. And in some cases it might have been about, I actually really only need a couple close friends. I thought I needed a lot, but I don't. Or the opposite. Oh my gosh. I've just been so like feeling isolated that like I do want to be in the big groups. Okay. And so how do you recognize sort of like what's coming from your own sense of values and what you need and what you want and what's sort of where are you getting caught up in the crowd or feeling sort of like pressured to participate in a way that doesn't feel as as authentic and noticing those sort of points of tension is something that we really want to emphasize in the show is having you actually not avoid those points but notice them and sort of ask yourself what do i want Yeah. And sometimes I just had a recently a session with a student who was reflecting on their senior year and sort of what they want to get out of the year. And some of it was about because some of their friends have left, graduated, sort of making new friends. And it was more about, am I going to make new friends? How many new friends am I going to make? And we sort of changed that conversation a little bit 
along the line of values, right? Who I want to be? How do I want to show up? Their values, not mine. And sort of setting intention. And I just ask, how do you want to feel at the end of this semester? How do you want to feel at the end of this year? And what it really turned into was... I want to show up more present, more engaged. And it was much less about sort of how many friends am I going to make? It took the anxiety out of it because I can show up present and engage, whether it's one person or a bigger group, it will just look differently if that's your value or intention. So just keeping that in mind, sort of how do I want to feel at the end of the semester or even possibly the year? Absolutely. I love that. And I think we can do that amidst uncertainty. I think when you're in a transition and when there is uncertainty, it's human nature to want control, right? And I think what we're asking you to do is to consider the parts that are uncertain and that that's okay. And one technique that I use and that I will propose to y'all out there is sort of this idea of, can you sort some of your concerns or uncertainties into three categories? Which are the things that are out of your control? And there's a lot of those things. That's pretty much anything that has to do with what other people do or say, the pandemic, the weather, that we're floating on a rock in space, right? How do you just name the things that are in your circle of concern, but out of your control? What are the things that are in your influence? So maybe you can get other people together to make this thing happen. You can talk to someone about it. You can sort of have some role in shaping whatever the thing is. And then what is in your control? And always that's about you, how you show up, how you communicate, how you live into your values, how you deal with failures and mistakes, how you talk with other people, how you use your social media, right? Like, can you sort those things amidst uncertainty? And what that allows you to do sometimes is to be able to come back to the things that you have control over and like actually make choices, try things notice what's happening instead of sort of getting caught up in the anxiety, which is normal, and sort of almost going into like non-action or numbness to be like, oh, I guess I'll just get carried along with the crowd. Yeah, it's just too big, too overwhelming. I really like the idea of splitting it into these three categories. I think there's a very useful assignment. So this is a taste of what we're going to do for you on this show. We want you to go to our Instagram page. We want you to try the assignment. It doesn't have to work either. Like you're not going to get an A. We're not going to grade you. <laughs> we want to know what works. What are you noticing amidst this transition of coming back to college? What's easy? What's hard? We'll address what you bring up for us mm -hmm. and know that in our next episode, we will dive into perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And as a segue to that is just remember, there is no right or wrong way. It is your way. Okay. Talk to y'all soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review us on your favorite pod platform. Share with your friends if this is making you think about and participate in college differently. We want to hear from you. Connect with us on Instagram and let us know how it's going. This podcast is not professional advice or replacement for therapy. If you need professional advice, you should find it with professionals in your area, such as your primary care physician or therapist.